The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live. Well, actually, I'm not coming live. <laughs> We're pre-recording the show due to the time restraints of our guest that we have, and uh, I'm still coming to you from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at sonslibertymedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys could join us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. If you head over to sonslibertymedia.com, you'll be able to see that we are streaming live there. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, Slide over there where there's two videos on the right side of the page, and uh, the second one down is me. So in this section right here, for those who are watching, you already know, this is where we'll be streaming live. And then also, if you want to catch Bradley's show that comes on at 3 p.m. Eastern, that will go live up here. You can watch the previous show in the one above mine right there on the right side of the page. Also, while you're at SonsLibertyMedia.com, Please subscribe to our newsletter. We don't rent your email. We don't spam it. We don't sell your email to anybody. You get one email a day from us. All the articles that we carry at sonslibertymedia.com. And uh, you'll get even the morning archive that we're going to have every day. That comes in the email, too. So you'll get this show in the video format. You'll get the podcast. You'll get any of the stuff that we talk about, plus the links um, for our guest website and some other things in that archive. So you want to sign up at sonslibertymedia.com. Also, we don't ask you for money, but we do tell you we do have needs to do what we do. So if you believe in the message that we have, and that is not of a political party or political jersey that somebody might wear, but it is to stick to the Constitution and the Bible to find out who's following the straight and narrow here, not the right or the left, there's a donate button right at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. You can click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us and become a son or daughter of liberty. That's also at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. You can set up an amount you want to give monthly, and that's done automatically. And then finally, our store button is also at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. Click that. You can get some products that are great conversation starters or that are there to equip you in the fight that we're in against the bad guys in the culture, okay? Because we want to take talk radio and make it do radio, right? All the information we bring you is so that we can act on it. It's not so we can succumb to fear. It is not so we can uh, get in our political party, you know, schisms. 
It is so that we can uphold the law, so that we can bring about resolve and justice, and so that we can ensure that justice does guard our liberty. That's what we're after. Now, with that said, I've got a very special guest with me this morning. Dale Bigtree is one of the preeminent voices of the vaccine risk awareness movement. His career as an Emmy-winning producer of the CBS talk show The Doctors changed profoundly when he produced the documentary Vaxxed, from cover-up to catastrophe, which is credited with igniting a revolution against pharmaceutical tyranny around the world. Now Dell's internet news show, The High Wire, which you can find at thehighwire.com, is the fastest-growing program in the natural health arena with over 75 million views. His nonprofit, the Informed Consent Action Network, or ICANN, is leading worldwide investigations into drug and vaccine fraud, that have already resulted in multiple winning lawsuits against U.S. government agencies, Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health, CDC, and FDA. But Dell is probably best known for his powerful speeches that weave shocking truth, searing wit, and dynamic passion into an experience that is often described as electrifying. And with that said, I want to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Dell Bigtree. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Appreciate you covering this issue. I mean, this is the issue of our times, but so few are, you know, willing to take it on. So it's great to be with brave men and women. Well, we're happy to have you. And I just want people to know, uh, you can't tell it because I'm a T-shirt kind of guy, but I I put on my, uh, I'm going to stand up here. I put on my vest because uh, (laughs) you have that signature vest. I don't have one of those really nice ones, but I thought I'd wear that today since Dale's going to be our guest this morning. And uh, we appreciate all that you do. There's a lot that you expose that other people are unwilling to touch with a 10-foot pole. And if they do, they'll back away real quickly because the mainstream media and their yard dogs who want to come out and call themselves fact-checkers and claim that it's fake news, I'm sure you've experienced this on social media and everything else, will come after you. And you have been sort of at a forefront of bringing this, the truth of what's going on in the vaccinations for some time now. How did you get into that? I mean, how did you go from the producer of a television show to, to doing what you're doing today? Yeah, so obviously I won an Emmy Award celebrating the best that science and medicine has to offer on the CBS medical talk show, The Doctors. It was an amazing job. I am a fan of science. I want to state that right up front. I'm a firm believer in the scientific method. But my life changed when I had an informant, someone, you know, sort of from the inside, reach out to me and say, there's a whistleblower inside the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, that's going to come forward and say they're committing scientific fraud on the vaccine safety studies, and specifically um, a fraud that took place on the MMR autism study. This was the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, and its uh, correlation to autism, which was a claim that really started in England and took fire. Um, and so our, our Congress asked the CDC to do a study looking at this claim, do, you know, that the MMR vaccine causes autism. That study was done uh, between 2000 and 2004. And Dr. William Thompson is the whistleblower. He's still inside the CDC. He's still protected, uh, has a lawyer protecting his job and his life. Uh, he has whistleblower status. And he basically provided 10,000 documents showing that they saw exactly uh, what they were looking for, but then they lied to the public. It was a very simple, um, it's the timing study. They went with the hypothesis, if the MMR causes autism, 
is the earlier you receive the vaccine making you more likely to have autism? And so that's what they did. They compared children that had received the MMR vaccine and um, on the CDC schedule, so right around 12 to 18 months. They compared that to a group of kids, the control group, that had received the vaccine after three years old, and what they saw were dramatic inclines in autism in the groups that had received the vaccine early. Um, and especially African-Americans, there's a very large African-American um, uh, cohort in this study because the study was being done uh, in central Atlanta. And uh, what they saw, for instance, was when they looked at African-American children, they were about 2.56 uh, times more likely. So, you know, 250% increase in autism if they received the vaccine on time versus those that waited till after three years old. We know autism is more prevalent in boys. And so then when you separate out the African-American boys, it increases even more to about three point, um, I think right around the same point, 3.56, 3.6. Um, percent increased risk. These are huge, huge numbers. When they started seeing, and what Dr. William Thompson tells us is a study that was supposed to take six months, ended up taking four years because they sat in you know, private rooms trying to rejigger the numbers, figure out a way to make this look different and hide this information. In the end, they kicked half the kids off of the study. They just peeled them right off the study to change the numbers. That's scientific fraud. I think, you know, I ended up making a documentary about that called Vax, which did sweep the world. It was a, it was a gigantic, um, you know, success uh, for the discussions of vaccines. And from there, I started a nonprofit because really what, you know, as I traveled the United States of America with our film for about a year, we released in April of 2016. So people just have a sense of when that film came out. Um, but, you know, as we were traveling the country, we had a bus that said vaxxed on the side of it. People were signing the names of their injured children or their own injuries or children that had died right after vaccination became this traveling memorial. But and and so I was doing Q&A's after every, you know, screening we went to for nearly a year. And then afterwards, so many parents would want to come and tell their stories. So we started recording their stories. My co-producer, Polly Tommy, did, has done thousands of interviews now. Those can be found at vaxxed.com, B-A-X-X-E-D. You can punch in whatever um, vaccine you're curious about or what state you live in. Either way, it'll collate all these incredible stories of vaccine injury so you can hear the real stories yourself. But what was interesting is the film was really only about the MMR vaccine, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. Yet we were doing these interviews and seeing parents talk about my child died after the flu shot or my daughter was paralyzed after the Gardasil HPV vaccine or, you know, my baby developed diabetes right after the uh, hepatitis B vaccine. It just seemed like every vaccine had this ocean of injuries uh, associated with it. So when people were coming up to me at the, you know, after the film and saying, well, your film's only about the MMR vaccine, are the other vaccines safe? All I knew was I was receiving these anecdotal stories. So I wanted to do a deeper investigation. I wanted to look at all of the vaccines. How were we deciding they were safe? You know, what science had actually been done? You know, again, I, I'm a fan of the scientific method. Had these vaccines been properly challenged to make sure that you know, we tested them every way, every demographic to make sure that they were safe. So I started my nonprofit, the Informed Consent Action Network. A lot of the work, the lawsuits we've won can be found at ICanDecide.org. 
Um, and of course, I have my show, thehighwire.com. And so since about the end of 2016, early 2017, we've been investigating really one word about one product. I, I think it's the most thorough investigation any reporter's ever done. That word being safety. We hear that vaccines are safe and effective. I was wondering, how have they proven they're safe? And so we read every single trial, every study from around the world. We started suing, as, as you pointed out in, early on in the, the government agencies that weren't really giving us the information that we needed to understand you know, what trials have been done, what safety studies have been done. Because remember, unlike any other product in the United States of America, you can sue Vioxx, you can sue uh, Johnson's baby powder. These are products that pay out billions of dollars for having lied about safety made by the same companies that are making our vaccines. But you cannot sue a vaccine maker because of a law that was written in 1986 called the 1986 Vaccine Injury Compensation Act. And essentially what happened there was the pharmaceutical industry blackmailed Ronald Reagan. They said, we will stop making all vaccines unless you protect us from liability. Why were they making that demand? Because they were losing so much money from death and injury lawsuits that they couldn't make a profit. Um, and so Ronald Reagan hated the idea, even our Congress did, but it was a huge lobby then. Pharma is now the biggest lobby in the country, period. Hands down, outspends oil and gas, two to one. Um, so it's a huge lobby. They pushed for it and they got it. They've got total indemnity. You cannot sue the manufacturer if the vaccine injures you. You can't sue the doctor. You can't sue the hospital. You can't sue the drugstore if you did, or a Kmart if you go in and get your vaccine there. It is total liability protection. Why this is problematic is when we see all of these lawsuits where, for instance, I just mentioned Johnson & Johnson's baby powder, we now know because of the lawsuits against it that they lost last year and paid out over $3 billion in damages yep. that they knew the whole time the product had asbestos in it, that there was no way to break the talc away from the asbestos, yet they lied to people. We were you know, sprinkling on that on our babies after we were giving them baths. Women were pouring it all over themselves in the shower-to-shower -shower, uh, product that was like after you take a shower, sprinkle this all over you. So ovarian cancers and things like that being caused by this product. We know they knew about it because we could sue. We could get discovery and say, we want to see all of your internal emails. We want to see, you know, what you knew when. And so we find out 50 years ago, and even the FDA was sort of in on the cover-up on this, or really, you know, was looking the other way. This isn't just one, one time. Oxycontin is the same thing. Also, Johnson & Johnson, a product that, you know, we now know the industry knew it was addictive. They knew it was going to kill people. Now it's killing between 60,000 to 100,000 Americans every single year. So yep. to people that say to me, you know, you're saying that doctors are, are vaccinating and killing children on purpose. I say, no. Doctors are totally uninformed. They don't know that the CDC is covering things up. They don't know the FDA is, is, is looking the other way. And when someone says, my child just died after a vaccine, doctors just say, no, it wasn't the vaccine because the CDC says they've already looked at that and it wasn't the vaccine. They haven't looked at it. And that's what we've proved. There are, the safety studies are abysmal. And now, and we're about to probably talk about this, 
you're watching it with the COVID-19 vaccine. It didn't go through the safety study it was supposed to. It's been released to hundreds of millions of people just weeks after the second injection in the phase three trials. We should have monitored this thing for two years, five years, probably 10 years, since there's a lot of discussions about the fact that it could make you infertile, that it could actually attack women's placenta. So these are the reasons you do long-term safety studies and we apparently now live in a world where pharma isn't going to be re you know, required to do any long-term safety trials. We're going to take a brand new technology, which is what these are, inject them into the entire planet and just you know, cross our fingers and hope that it is, doesn't have some long-term issue like cancer or autoimmune disease or something even worse. Well, absolutely. Now, we have our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani. You're probably familiar with her. Um, we've had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny on. We've had Dr. Lee Merritt on. They all agree that this thing is, in, in essence, going to be a genocide on a lot of people. And a lot of this isn't being reported in the mainstream media. The VARES reports, which are only a small percentage of things that are reported, uh, deaths, adverse effects. You were talking about Johnson and Johnson. We, you know, now they, 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 they knowingly did asbestos. They should have been put out of business. Instead, yeah. they're, they're given a green light to go ahead with a, with a one shot jab that uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny says, while the other, you know, Pfizer, Moderna, uh, indirectly change your DNA. This one does it directly. And we saw the guy up and from the New York post, this guy gets his jab and, and his skin's peeling off. He's got a rash all over him. He's got red skin, all that. And I got to tell you, Dale, when you bring up Reagan there and what they did there in, in, uh, in the 80s, it was against this. This is the thing that we talk about. We hold this up to see who's on the straight and narrow, not who's on the right or the left. And I don't see in here in the Constitution where we gave Congress the authority to give anybody immunity like that. Um, we're supposed to have equal equal protection under the law, equal justice under the law. And that doesn't sound like that's what's going on to me. Uh, in fact, it looks like we're doing something different. You mentioned the pregnancy thing. We just talked with Dr. Corbett, Kevin Corbett, and uh, Kate yeah. on Saturday about them introducing these now. They want to start the Moderna test with six-month-old children, uh, want to push it on pregnant women. They never did that before. And they are of the opinion, as I am, I don't know about you, but from what you've looked at, but I don't think there is a vaccine that's safe or effective. I just, I don't think there is one. I think all of them have certain things that are tied to it. But we've got this guy that's come out here recently. Uh, he used to be with the Gates Foundation. And you had him on your show, uh, Dr. Geert Vandenbross. And uh, he has come out and he's telling the world this has the potential to be just what I said, a, a, a genocide. If you don't mind, let me cut in here with just a, a couple of things where you introduced this on your show, um, and you got this posted on March the 13th, just so people know. And this is Dale speaking about the letter that came out from Dr. Boss. To begin with, there is a world-renowned vaccine creator that went on his LinkedIn and put out a letter to every single professional in the world essentially telling them we must stop the vaccination program immediately. Here's just a couple of excerpts from his letter. Let's take a look at this. As a dedicated virologist and vaccine expert, I only make an exception when health authorities allow vaccines to be administered in ways that threaten public health, most certainly when scientific evidence is being ignored. The present extremely critical situation forces me to spread this emergency call. As the unprecedented extent of human intervention in the COVID-19 pandemic is now at risk of resulting in a global catastrophe without equal. 
This call cannot sound loudly enough. He goes on, sufficient scientific evidence has been brought to the table. Unfortunately, it remains untouched by those who have the power to act. How long can one ignore the problem when there is at present massive evidence that viral immune escape is now threatening humanity? We can hardly say we didn't know or were not warned. In this agonizing letter, I put all of my reputation and credibility at stake. I expect from you, guardians of mankind, at least the same. It is of utmost urgency. Do open the debate. By all means, turn the tide. All right, now this is a pretty big blow here, if you ask me. What, what was your thoughts uh, coming out of that when you heard uh, Dr. Boss give this letter? Yeah, it, it, I was blown away. And you really, I, I've done a lot of work with whistleblowers. In fact, we even have a whistleblower hotline for the work we do at the High Wire. So if there's anyone out there listening to this, just type in whistleblower at icandecide.org. And we will begin a private conversation with you that will never be public until or if you decide to make it public or if you just want to supply information. But you've got to understand what we're listening to here. We have a man who has been developing vaccines for a career. He has worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation as a top um, developer or you know, working on the research of how to vaccinate the world. He was in charge uh, and the head of the Ebola vaccine program for Gavi. This is the largest nonprofit um, um, vaccine promotion uh, arm in the world, Gavi, the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunizations, which was also sort of designed by Bill Gates and has multiple nations that fund it. So, and, you know, he's developed vaccines at Novartis. So, you know, he has as, as high a credential as you could possibly have. He still says he believes in vaccines. When he comes forward and says things like, we are moving towards a global catastrophe without equal. Now, number one, you gotta look, has the guy lost his mind? Is he somehow off of his meds? What's going on with him? But if you watch his interviews and you watch this and he's been doing multiple, you can tell this is a man of sound mind. He hasn't just jumped the ship he, and you can tell he's been talking to everyone he knew for the last six months, trying to get someone to listen. So now he's at a point where he's going public to the world. He knows this will be devastating as he says it to his career, but what is alarming him is so important, he cannot sit and let it go. Those types of things, when you listen to a man like this, and when you, there's a great two minute video out there where he calls to the WHO, just saying, WHO, my comrade, you know, my, you know, my peer, we must open up a scientific debate with all of the best scientists in the world immediately because of this issue he is pointing out called immune escape. Um, and so, you know, I'll let you ask questions on what that means, viral immune escape, but he's not the only scientist. On the high wire, for the last year, we have been showing you multiple scientists that are bringing diabolical warnings yes. uh, about features to these vaccines, these COVID-19 vaccines. Sherry Tenpenny obviously has been very vocal on this, but what we're talking about is outside of Sherry Tenpenny or Del Bateshire or Bobby Kennedy, we are talking about really as pro-vaccine people as you can get. Uh, Michael Yeadon, who was vice president at Pfizer, has come out with the infertility issue. Yep. Um, and now Geert. So these are 
these are alarms that I'm not saying he's right. What I'm saying is he is demanding a public forum, and I believe that's what we need right now. We need the world to see our best and brightest from all sides, those that are attacking the vaccines, those that are defending them, to have this debate. And we cannot uh, avoid the debate. We don't want to stick our heads in the sand because we're afraid of what we might find out. Well, I agree with that. And part of the problem, though, Dell, is we're seeing it now. The social media big tech companies are being the propaganda arms for government. You know, our, our government is not supposed to be doing the, some of the stuff that they, they're, supposed, they're doing anyway. And the Bible tells us that whatever's done in the light will be, or excuse me, whatever's done in the dark, we're to shout from the housetops. And they're trying to keep this thing under cover. Every time we put out something on the vaccines, we had two YouTube channels taken down. We had Dr. Kerry Midday on several times. Um, mm. And of course, Kate comes on with us every week. And so they're just, they were just hitting us. They shut down our channels. They said, oh, this is false information. We only adhere to the World Health Organization that's led by a guy who isn't even a medical doctor, uh, who is a known communist with ties with terrorism. And they're shutting down that that other side of the information. And the Bible tells us that one guy seems right until his neighbor comes along and challenges him. And I think that's what you're asking. You're saying, wait a minute, you're giving us your side of the story here. Here's the other side. And what's happening is the boot is coming down through the avenues that we have today, our our town square, if you will, um, through social media and, and things like this to give that information. Let people make up their own minds. People can usually spot the truth of what's going on. Show the documentation. If there's nothing to be afraid of, if you're not hiding anything, then you should be open to the challenge that comes from that. I think that's what I hear you saying. That is the definition of scientific method. I mean, science is based on one singular principle. The scientific method means what other theory or hypothesis is put forward, whether it's from the scientists themselves or usually a body of scientists around them, they are supposed to. Science only works if you challenge that theory with every possible attack you can think of. You know, you mount an attack to say it, should, it could be wrong for this, and you run studies to prove it. You know, it's, it's like a crash test. Don't just tell me your car is safe. We're going to smack it into a wall, put monitors all over it, and see if we can prove that people will die in a 30-mile-an-hour crash. That's why we do crash tests. It's the scientific method. We now live in a time and a world where that has been thrown out where there's, there's 50,000 scientists and experts and doctors that have all signed on to what's called the Great Barrington Declaration. We are talking Oxford, Harvard, Stanford, the best universities in the world. Their scientists are all saying these lockdowns and these masks are making the situation worse, that it's the, the greatest you know, debacle and, and mistake in scientific history. Now you have many of those scientists saying these vaccines are about to even make the situation more you know, uh, terrible. And instead of addressing these world-renowned scientists from the Ivy League schools of the world, they are having their Twitter taken away, their YouTube taken away. They're just like we have. I have, you know, the highwire.com is no longer, we, uh, we lost our Facebook. Facebook page, we lost our YouTube page, we lost our Instagram, because you're right, censorship is now the new science. This is the most terrifying thing that could possibly happen. So, so let's be clear that even if this vaccine isn't dangerous, let's say that all of these scientists that are coming out against it with all of their theories, all the, the deaths we saw in the animal trials prior to it being injected into human beings, 
catastrophic results in every single animal trial. Many of the animals died. They all got sick, serious problems, you know, whether we get into that or not. But let's just say the vaccine ends up, you know, sort of dumb luck being safe because no one was allowed to challenge it. We are now creating a world where pharma will never have to do a safety trial, where every brand new technology gets put out. And because they are funding every news agency you watch, which is true, the, the, you know, the larger percentage of uh, commercials being bought up on every major media source is pharma. So those news anchors work for pharma. This is propaganda. No one is allowed to challenge it. The only place you could challenge it was social media. And now they're buying up or Zuckerberg and these guys are investing into this pharma push, into the technology to track the vaccines in you. So let's just imagine that for some reason, this COVID-19 vaccines, that they end up being safe. I am telling you, if this vaccine doesn't destroy our species, which uh, there's still a lot of very important science we need to look at, any future vaccine in a world where nobody's allowed to challenge it, no one's allowed to do a crash test on it, no one's, no, for, no one that worked at the companies is allowed to step forward and say, I know how this was made, it's gonna be diabolical to humanity. We are gonna live in a world where we don't do safety trials, where we inject products into everyone on the planet. Here's, I have news for you. There has never been a virus or a bacteria since the dawn of man that wiped out this species. And we can talk about the evolution of viruses is to become milder, not more deadly, until you introduce vaccination. And if you introduce products that everyone in the world gets injected with, with no safety trials, now if that asbestos lie is being used by everyone on the planet, we all die. Now if that Vioxx lie is, in, you know, is given to everyone on the planet, we all die. Now if the Fenben lie is given to everybody, or the glyphosate lie, these companies pay out billions and billions for lying about safety. And now they have a product that our government, Joe Biden, is going to tell you, you have to get this. We're, we're going to have passports where you can't walk away. And they never put the thing through a proper long-term safety trial, knowing that there are definitive long-term issues with this product. If it's messing with your RNA, if it's messing with your DNA, Sherry Tenpenny's right. Maybe, maybe it's the advancement of science in the future. I'm not anti-science, but you better prove it before we inject it into every human being because what happens if the fertility issue ends up skipping a generation all the women that get it now they end up having babies we don't know we won't know because we're already injected what it could be next year next year we may find out nobody can give birth but what if it skips a generation what is the daughters of women that were given this vaccine we won't know that unless we did a, at least a 10-year safety trial so that we could see people that were injected with this rna manipulation this dna manipulation that it doesn't you know, somehow transfer to generations to come. We may be, you know, priming ourselves for the destruction of our species. And then there's more immediate things that could happen within a year, all of which we don't know because these safety trials lasted weeks when they should have lasted years. Well, and I think that that gets to the point of something being covered up. And we already know, uh, you mentioned the Oxycontin. I've got a... Um, a lady who contributes to the sons of liberty media.com and her daughter died uh, as a result of, of, of Oxycontin and what it did to her. And, uh, you know, she has made it a, a crusade to go after these guys uh, for what, for what they did to her daughter, but not just for her, for all the people, because 
it's it's funny. It's not really funny, but it's interesting how people who are affected by something like that all of a sudden they they just get a laser beam on what they're looking at. They dive into it and they start uncovering all kinds of stuff and exposing. I think that's probably some of what you've been uh, familiar with as well too. And you talked about the science. I'm not against science either, <clears throat> but uh, real science, not right. as you know in. And most people don't know some of these things that are in the script that are in the Bible. And that is Paul warned Timothy about oppositions of science falsely called. And then we go over into the book of Revelation. And, you know, I think Revelation's first century, but I believe we derive application for it from there. But one of the things that's over there in Revelation 18.23, it talks about the, the sorceries were uh, caused the nations to be deceived. And the term is pharmakias, where we get pharmacy. And people are prone to trust, quote-unquote, the pharmaceuticals rather than, I think I believe, what God has given us in nature and what we eat and things of that nature. So when we get to this kind of stuff, you know, most of us can be honest about what foods we eat, uh, if you can even call some of it food that's put out now. We have people like Bill Gates pushing the vaccine, but he's also got his hands in fake lab meat, whatever that is, uh, and trying to spray chalk in the air and stuff like that. So if you've got people that are doing that, and when you put that out on social media, I was labeled dangerous for putting out the fact that Bill Gates was doing that with the, the climate change stuff, the way he's doing with the yeah. COVID stuff. Well, who's the real danger here? It's it's not me or you. We're just We're just saying, hey, we want some honesty here. We want some integrity. We want some truth to be put out because people's lives are literally at risk in all of this. And what we've seen, it looks to me like, Dale, what they termed as COVID, which I have a question as to whether or not they actually isolated this stuff in the first place. But what they're labeling as COVID, all the numbers bouncing around and, and being inflated, it looks to me like these vax, these injections, these experimental injections, that's what they are, are going to end up killing far more people than what they claim is the invisible boogeyman. I think you're right. I mean, we already, when we look at VAERS right now, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, this is our post-marketing surveillance system. So if someone's injured by a vaccine, it's supposed to be reported to VAERS. I was just talking to a friend of mine that's an ER doctor. He said, no doctor I know has even heard of VAERS. They're not using it. And so when people are coming in the hospital with palsy or paralysis right after vaccination or they die, you know, my ER friend says it's happening like crazy. I've never seen anything like it, but it's not being reported. And so what's really terrifying is all of these people are signing themselves up for a vaccination. They're being lied to, by the way, by health agencies all over the country. They're saying that it's FDA approved. It's not. And in fact, our, our nonprofit's been fact-checking. We made New York City change its health department websites. We made... Um, I think it was Michigan changed their health department's website on Alaska because they're lying. They're telling people it's been approved by the FDA. It hasn't. It's this, it's, it's basically an emergency use authorization, which is a right to try saying, we don't know what this is going to do to you, but if you're terrified of this virus, because our media has made you ter terrified, you're allowed to try this vaccine while it's in the middle of trial. So that's what's taking place. You know, that's what's going on. And so we don't know how it's going to affect you, but is it going to kill people? We have 2,050, I think it is, reported deaths so far to VAERS. 
Now, VAERS went through an investigation with Harvard Medical School many years ago. Our CDC paid a million dollars to have Harvard Medical School study VAERS, this capture system that people, you know, submit their injuries from vaccines to it. That's what it's there for. And Harvard determined after a long-term review in many different um, studies that VAERS is capturing less than 1% of the total amount of injuries less than 1%. If that still holds true, and given that my ER doctor friend and most people I know are saying doctors aren't using it for two reasons, either they don't know it exists or they don't wanna give the vaccine a bad reputation. So they're avoiding reporting to this thing. But under those circumstances, we still have 2000 reported deaths. What if that is only 1%? Does that mean that 200,000 people have been killed by this vaccine so far? We don't know because you wanna talk about a cover up. that is the cover up. No one in mainstream news, because they have an agenda and a bias created by their boss, the people selling this to us are what are advertising. If Sanjay Gupta told you, my God, I'm alarmed at how many people are dying from this vaccine, he'd be fired immediately. Fired immediately because his boss is the companies making these products. And yet people are turning on their televisions. They're listening to CNN. They're listening to MSNBC. They're listening to Fox on these issues, totally unaware that these are simply spokespeople for the vaccine. We need to investigate. There is a good chance hundreds of thousands of people have already died and millions will die for multitude of different reasons. And then not to mention the people whose skin is falling off. Um, or, or that uh, are having palsy or anaphylaxis. I mean, think about this. All of these deaths, when you see the headline, what do they keep saying? But it doesn't appear, you know, doctors are saying it wasn't uh, caused by the vaccine. Yep. How do you know that? Yep. And why is that always your response? Never, never, ever has this vaccine killed any of the people that are being reported as dead, whether it's Marvin Hagler or, you know, uh, Hank Aaron or all the people that we're watching. It, it couldn't have possibly been the vaccine. Really, how do you know that? Because this vaccine has never been injected in anyone. And you all admit it causes anaphylaxis all over the world. Anaphylaxis is an allergic reaction that can result in death. So it can cause a life-threatening allergic reaction, but never results in death. I think that that level of consistency of denial of what we are seeing is why you have 50% of doctors themselves not taking the product in America. You'd have to be an idiot to take this thing. I agree. You have, you know, you have to be out of your mind or you're a true patriot that recognizes you are submitting your body into a gigantic experiment, which you may die from if that's, and you're doing that for the people to try and, you know, you know, help science, then good on you. But if you actually think this has been approved or you think it's safe and it's okay, cause Tony Fauci told us, okay, then I have a bridge I'd like to sell you somewhere outside of New York. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I tell you, um, one of the things that you mentioned, the numbers and the theirs, you know, I just did a report last week. In Europe, it's it's more than double that. They have almost 4,000 dead in their reporting system and 162,000 injuries. And they have the same kind of issue to where it's only a small percentage that are being reported. So, you know, real journalism would actually be looking at this and saying, wait a minute, how do we get on and say this has nothing to do with the vaccine? And, you know, Del, the interesting thing to me is, is they take and they they use whatever numbers are to their advantage. For instance, let's go back to the PCR tests that were used. We know yeah. from the developer, Kerry uh, Mullis, that he's saying, you know, you can find anything you want to find in there with enough cycles. 
And I think it was John Rappaport who said the, the way they're going to make the vaccines look like they're, they're actually working is to bring the cycles down so you don't have as many cases and blah, 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 blah. And they're telling everybody, even if you get the vax, you still got to do all this other stuff that they, the tyranny that they want to make you jump through the hoops for, the, the shame muzzle and, you know, social distancing. None of that stuff stops anything. Uh, in fact, they, it causes you great harm. But over in Europe, you know, double the numbers just, just there. And so when we get to this issue to where they're using the numbers in their favor, when it's the cases, they want to push the cases. They're off of the deaths now. You remember when they were pushing COVID at the first, and they were they were bumping the numbers up. I think John Hopkins, when it first came out, said 15 million people dead from this. We reported it, and um, Facebook said, oh, that's fake news. Well, wait a minute. That's what their model said. And then they went and revised their model, and then they kept... You know, they lumped anything. Somebody could die of a motorcycle wreck. They could jump out without a parachute out of an airplane, and they could die. Oh, it's COVID. And and they were admitting to it. Dr. Burke said it on national television. Yeah. We're dumping all this in there. So when the numbers work in their favor, they use it for the fear porn, the propaganda, to push you to the vaccine. Which, as you said, in the past when they've tested coronavirus vaccines, it's killed off the animals. Because the, when the Correct. virus was reintroduced to them, their, their own bodies attacked them. So yeah. why in the world, any thinking person at all, I don't care if you're a pro-vaccine person or an anti-vaccine, why you would take something that has and put it in your body and you're healthy, you're not sick, why you would put that, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. It doesn't, and people need to recognize that this has a 99.999% success rate uh, of recovery Right now, across the world, I think in America, they're saying there's a point one, like 0.01% um, really death rate from this virus. Everybody else is having mild symptoms. So if people are really afraid, the only people that should really be concerned at all are over the age of, of, of 65 with at least, you know, two life-threatening illnesses like heart disease and cancer. Those are the people that have been dying. They've made it everybody else's problem. But truthfully, those people always die from the flu or the cold. They're already on their deathbed. That's what's driven up these numbers. And you and I both know that nobody died of cancer last year. They're all being, they're dying of COVID. Uh, we change the way our death certificate works. Whereas, I mean, I want people to remember, I mean, you know, a lot of what I do is try and just make this reasonable for people. We've all had relatives that die of cancer and heart disease. And, and take yourself back to that relative and when they died. Almost every time, and for those of you, you know, that are out there, your relative goes in the hospital from a heart attack or they're in the middle of their, you know, second attempt at chemo and it's not looking good. How do they usually die? They die of pneumonia, Right. And where did the pneumonia come from? Well, they got the flu or they got a rhinovirus or they got a cold virus like coronavirus while their immune system was totally shot. They're on chemo. So they've got no white blood cells or, you know, you, you name it, heart disease. They can't breathe. They're, they're immune, their bodies are shutting down. So they cannot fight off simple colds and flus. And so they die of pneumonia. But what does the doctor always tell you? It always, they used to always say, yeah, they died of complications from heart disease. That's what it said, died of complications from cancer. The complication was that they got a virus and they died of pneumonia. That's how you die, folks. 
Usually you can survive. You can barely hang on when your body's under attack. At some point, your immune system will no longer defend you, and that's the moment you die. Well, now what they did was say, no, we're no longer going to say complications of cancer. We're, you know, that we're going to talk about COVID is the death. It's COVID is the complex. COVID is the cause of death. And so everybody that should have been in the cancer category, in the heart disease category, is now in the flu coronavirus category. And so you just shot your numbers through the roof. Remember, 650,000 people die every year from heart disease. So if you just grab, you know, just, a, you know, of 5% of that number and 5% of the cancer deaths, you're in the hundreds of thousands of deaths. I mean, there we are. That's how you do this. How This is how the shell game has been played. But I want to point out to people that believe in this. And, you know, I can get so into the details of what's wrong with these vaccines. You mentioned the issue that we saw in all the animal trials. Geert van den Bosch is talking about how the vaccine is pressuring the virus to become more deadly so that it just wipes everybody off the planet. All very interesting. But just be reasonable. I want you to ask yourself this. Before this vaccine was ever released, every government was already spending billions of dollars buying, manufacturing it, and filling up warehouses. Tony Fauci has been out there saying this is a great product before it was even released. Our FDA, which is supposed to be our regulatory agency, and Alex Azar was saying, we are going to fast track this through and we hope to have it on the market as soon as we do the reviews, we'll get an emergency use authorization. Those are regulatory agencies. They are supposed to be the most skeptical arm. They they are supposed to be protecting you from the potentials of a product that gets rushed too fast, that has issues that the pharmaceutical company is not going to point it out. They're not going to be sued. Remember, they cannot be sued. So they have nothing to worry about. They could lie to you. It doesn't matter. You can't sue them. Just like all the other drugs that you could sue, you can't for, for pharma and vaccines. So they're totally protected. So they're going to lie to you. They're also going to make hundreds of billions of dollars off of this product. And they're the ones that are doing their own safety trials. So you already have a really messed up system. And then when your regulatory agencies are sitting there with pom-poms before the thing even comes out, you got to ask yourself, does anybody have any skepticism whatsoever? And then think about the fact that it does get backtracked fast track, like they said. Everybody is excited. You know, Tony Fauci's telling you, everybody's got to get it. Your president's saying, you got to get it. Now ask yourself, what happens if this thing kills 50% of the people that are, are taking it? What happens if that's the truth? Do you think the president of the United States, Joe Biden, is going to say, oops, Sorry, everybody. As it turns out, when I was promoting that 200,000 people should get this in their arm, or two, I mean 200 million uh, should have this in their arms by the end of the year, my bad, you're all going to die, or at least half of you. That's never going to happen. Do you think Tony Fauci is going to tell you there's a slight problem with the vaccine that looks like we're creating a more deadly virus than we were ever going to have naturally? You know what they're going to do? They're going to say, you know what? After you get your vaccine, keep your mask on. Just keep your mask on for a little while longer. Why? because you may be spreading a more deadly pathogen than the one we were fighting originally and we caused it with the vaccine. I'm not saying that's what's happening, but those are the types of things you'd see. You'd see these really weird mandates, like why if the vaccine stops me from getting the infection, stops me from transmitting it, do I still have to wear a mask? Does it not work? Is it not gonna protect me? Is someone that's not vaccinated gonna infect me? I thought I got a vaccine to protect against that. See, people have just turned off their critical thinking, but you're being told 
something is wrong with this product right up front with the way they're rolling it out, but they're never going to say it to you if they've made a tragic error. And by the way, if you don't do safety trials on products that are injected into your body and a brand new technology that is putting basically a computer generated message that your body thinks came from your DNA and is being sent to your cells to make a virus, if, if you know, so for the first time ever, the vaccines aren't injecting us with a little bit of virus and making our body create antibodies, we're teaching ourselves to become a virus manufacturing plant. We have turned the immune system totally upside down and are doing something we have never done before. So wouldn't you like to know how that went long-term? And what do you think is going to happen if the hundreds of millions, if not billions of people that received this because every government told them so, do you think those governments are going to admit it and take on what will be trillions of dollars in lawsuits will take on the destruction. Democratic Party is done. If they ever admit that product we forced on all of you, every Democratic state that was really into vaccine passports, that party will never exist. So I assure you, they will not tell you if they have created a deadly pathogen. If this vaccine is wiping off people, they will make it about everybody else. It'll be everybody else's fault. Well, the reason we're all dying now from what's a, a, a more deadly strain of this virus is because of those anti-vaxxers, those people that didn't take the product. Huh, interesting, because in your animal trials, all the animals were dying because the vaccine helped the virus infect their body and killed them. But it couldn't possibly be what we're seeing in humanity, right? No, it's those people that didn't take our product. It's an amazing ad campaign that the product only works if everybody takes it. Can you imagine if any one of us, something we made worked that way? How about a drug? How about a cancer drug? You know what? The only way we can stop cancer is if everybody that doesn't have cancer takes this drug. Going to make a lot of money, but does it make any sense? Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, in fact, one of the things that I wanted to bring up here, and uh, we're probably going to get short on time here. I don't know if you can stay over or not. If you got something you got to do, I just want to check on that right quick. I do kind of have a okay. sort of back-to-back -back interviews, but we, okay. can, we can push it a little bit. Okay, all right. Well, we'll keep you over a little bit, and then you, you let me know when that is. I'll have to close out the radio portion of the show. But one of the right. things that you mentioned from Dr. Bausch uh, is uh, this uh, viral thing that – I forget the specific name. I was looking here in my article. It's viral immune escape. This. Otherwise, can you explain that to people what that is? Escape. Yeah, can you explain to people yeah. what that is? It's really kind of simple, and, and, and I think it's easy to understand. The natural evolution of a virus is to become more and more mild, less deadly. We've watched this throughout time. Science knows this. Why? Well, because the evolution of a virus is like the evolution of everything else. Everything on this planet wants to survive. It strives to survive. So now imagine like this guy gets you know, get, catches the virus. If it's a deadly pathogen, they die. They drop over dead right away because it was a deadly pathogen. It doesn't spread on. It doesn't get passed on. And so the virus kills itself. Why? Because it killed its host. So this is how viruses tend to start out. Early on, they can be extremely deadly, like we see in maybe Wuhan, China. We can discuss whether the, what the origin of this is, and that's a different conversation. But let's just say you had a deadly coronavirus. It's going to kill a few people, but every time it kills people, that form of the virus dies. And the virus is going to start figuring out, I got to stop killing people so that I can spread across and, and, and get all around the world. Our flu does this all the time, all these viruses. So they naturally get more mild. 
Well, what Geert van den Bosch is saying is that we are using, he believes in vaccines, but what he's saying is we're using the wrong vaccine at the wrong time. And here's the basic concept. What he's saying is a prophylactic vaccine like this one should have been taken by everybody before the virus came to us so that your immunity was already built up and you're ready to fight it. I would argue with him, he likes the vaccines. I don't think these vaccines would work under any circumstances, but let's just go ahead and stick with his perspective. He's saying you should have gotten the vaccine long before the virus came, but by taking the vaccine while America and the world is under attack, while this battle is already happening, the worst case scenario is happening, which is just as your body's attempting to mount antibodies because of the vaccine, we are seeing all of these articles about people getting infected with the virus right after their first shot. In fact, there's a three deaths at a, at a nursing, I mean, at a um, nunnery where the nuns kept the doors locked, didn't touch, you know, didn't have anyone come in. They had no uh, virus at all, no coronavirus. They all got vaccinated and two days later an outbreak starts. Why that happens, who knows? But Let's just say somehow this virus decides to enter the doors of their, you know, their, their monastery or whatever you call it, their nunnery, um, right after they got vaccinated. That's the worst case scenario because the body hasn't ramped up enough antibodies. And frankly, it takes two shots to get to the antibodies you really need unless you're using Johnson & Johnson. So what he's saying, it's like taking, not taking your entire antibiotics or having the wrong antibiotic. The virus is now infecting you. It's studying this, this suboptimal uh, response by the vaccine. So it studies the vaccine in its infancy before it can fight it. And so then it learns, it, it mutates. It says, oh, I see what you're trying to do. And it gets around it and it's called mutant immune escape. It escapes around your immune system and develops qualities become more deadly. This is why we're seeing um, um, antibiotic resistant bacteria like MRSA and CRE in hospitals. We've been using these, these um, uh, antibiotics so long that we've taught the bacteria to become more deadly. This is exactly what he's saying you will do with the hundreds of millions of people getting this. He is saying we have never, ever vaccinated this many people in the middle of a pandemic. It's never happened. And so all of these people are not mounting a full antibody response. The, the, the antibodies aren't attacking the virus. They're just teaching the virus. And even worse, None of these vaccines stop infection or transmission. They've already admitted this in the trials. AstraZeneca says 40% of the people got infected right after getting the vaccine. We're seeing it all across the board. 100 people in Washington that got uh, vaccinated are all now infected. So the vaccine doesn't stop infection. So that's worst case scenario number two, which means now if there's a dead, imagine there's that deadly pathogen that was in Wuhan. It died with all the people that died. Well, now when you start vaccinating people, what it does is it just stops your symptoms. This is what Fauci's admitted. This was Moderna, Pfizer. They've all admitted really all we attempted to do was lower your symptoms. Yep. That's a terrible idea because now if a strain of this becomes deadly and we're vaccinating everybody, they're all carrying and shedding and spreading a lethal form of this virus and keeping it alive when nature would have killed it, that the people that died would have died. Now yep. they don't die. And so all of these issues are pressuring a point where if the vaccine wears off in six months and now you've kept a deadly pathogen alive, everybody that was vaccinated will start dying the next time they come in contact with it. Yep. And that's only one theory. Remember? Dale, that's hang, 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 on a, hang on a second. Let's close, let's close out the show here. Uh, you got about 30 seconds. Tell people where they can find out more about you. 
please go to thehighwire.com. If any of this is striking something inside of you that says, you know what, that makes sense. We're all about making sense, and I have the most transparent news show in the world where I send out the transcripts and links to every single piece of scientific evidence I provide on my shows. Every Monday you receive that, so go watch the show, but sign up to our newsletter. Go to thehighwire.com, just like you. We are fully encrypted. We're not selling your information anywhere. We're not really selling you anything. We're putting the evidence in your hands. I don't want people running around saying, Dell Bigtree said, or I heard in the high wire. I want you to be able to show the study to your friends, and that's how we do our show. Amen. We do the same thing. We try to put all, up all the stuff that so people can see it. Guys, 23 hours. We're going to hang uh, Dell over for a few minutes here. 23 hours. We'll be back with you right now. The core Wednesday. See ya. Okay, uh, Dale, I want you to finish your thought there. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we're running out of time on the radio portion. Um, and before you do, I just want to ask you, have you seen this book, Health for All of Life? It's by Dr. Uh, Jason Garwood. Uh, my no, friend, Health for All of Life. Yeah, you are I'm actually not. featured. You're actually featured there. And um, it's a, it's from a, a biblical point of view. A lot of people tie in Charlene Bollinger, uh, you. There's, there's several other people who are listed here. I want to send you a copy of it if your guy... Um, uh, Jimmy can can send me an a- address. I'll be yeah. glad to send you a copy of it because Bill put this out. One of the things that he really stresses on is the idea of instead of us looking to vaccines, you know, the Bible tells us that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Moses said that, you know, 1,500 years before anybody knew anything about that, about what the blood does in the body, takes out the trash, brings the oxygen in, does all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then he warns about mixing uh, in Leviticus 19. And so one of the things that Bill wanted to do was he wanted to help people say, look, instead of us being uh, responsive to all this, this kind of stuff, viruses and, and junk like this, why don't we be proactive in detoxifying our bodies, eating right, um, taking good supplements, doing those things that are you know, good for the body? One of the things he, he speaks about, and we've got a documentary on, is chlorine dioxide. I've got a friend, Carrie yeah. Rivera. I don't know if you've heard of that, but she was treating her own son who had autism from vaccines as well as hundreds of other kids in, in different families. And uh, she was finding the numbers, the, the autism numbers, were going down, and it was actually helping the kids. And I don't see the problem with it because we use it in uh, water treatment plants and stuff. My family uses it and stuff. But I'm kind of curious if you want to finish your thought and then if you even heard about this and if it could even be uh, you would you would – if you if you know anything about it, let me put it that way. I, I know about chlorine dioxide. Um, I, I, the way I do my show is I've got to be able to prove my point. I don't like to hypothesize. So there's things that we're always looking at that I haven't presented to the public because I haven't found reputable multiple sources that can really bring the science I can put in your hands. When it comes to chlorine dioxide, I'm aware of trials that have been done in Brazil. My understanding is that they've been very successful at treating um, uh, COVID-19. But again, until I can get one of those scientists and the paperwork in my hands, I haven't discussed it. I'm sure. not going to discuss it because that's just how I work. And, and if you have that evidence and you have those scientists, then send them my way. I'd be happy to talk about it. But I make sure, you know, I'm sort of middle of the road, right? There's, there's anti-vaxxers that get angry with me that I don't just say I'm here to abolish vaccines. I see my position as being, first of all, I have a scientific background basis of the work I've done in television. I 
also see my role as casting the widest net possible and enrolling new people uh, that are starting to really question what's happening around them in the pharmaceutical world. So I feel like I'm an entry level space where I just point out the science that actually exists that I can prove. Beyond that, I, you know, I let other people that want to, you know, move into deeper in those spaces. I think it's great. People should go there. I'm not ready to make a statement about chlorine dioxide because I haven't seen the evidence. And when I do, I'll be the first one to say that I've seen it. So that's where I'm at there. But I do want, I want to finish up. And, and, and I pretty much finished my thought. Geert van den Bosch is saying that we could be making a deadly virus and that we will have a vaccine resistant virus within a, a, a month or two, which would be really devastating and extremely dangerous. And so for all the people, here's one thing I want to, to finish up that thought. And, and I've been challenging vaccines now for five years. As, as, as the opening said, I'm one of the leading voices in vaccine risk awareness. And so they, what we've done by winning lawsuits and really pressuring it is they are changing their language. They are changing their definitions. And one thing I want you to watch out for now, because this coronavirus vaccine doesn't stop infection and doesn't stop transmission and therefore cannot reach herd immunity, which is what we've all been sold on, what you're going to see we're starting to see in headlines is they're now saying, well, no vaccine stops infection or transmission completely. This is something they've never admitted before. And I'm very happy they're going this direction because we've been winning lawsuits proving that. That is where the pertussis vaccine, the DTaP vaccine, it doesn't stop pertussis. So outbreaks in schools are happening because kids have been vaccinated, just don't have symptoms. They're still carriers and they're shedding it all over each other. And we don't know what happens in a body that doesn't fight off disease, which is is what vaccinated people are doing. They're not fighting it off, they're carrying it. So who knows what that's doing? Long-term carrying of deadly illnesses that your body can't clear. We don't know what the long-term effects are, but what we know is you're shedding it. And the reason I make this point is California, SB 277 was the law that first was the reason I left California, that first taking away, taking away our rights to opt out of the vaccine program. The argument was, you know, well, sure, if you're vaccinated, you're protected. You don't have to worry about the unvaccinated. But the reason we all have to vaccinate is to create herd immunity to protect that immune suppressed child that can't vaccinate, to protect that infant that can't vaccinate, to protect that cancer patient that can't vaccinate. Right. That was the argument so that by all of us being immune, we block the virus from being able to get to the cancer patient, the immune suppressed child. Well, now they're all admitting that the vaccines don't stop infection and don't stop transmission. They've all had that issue. So now we know the truth that actually you are putting everybody that can't vaccinate at risk. So everyone that was getting the COVID-19 vaccine so they could protect their grandma who's too frail to be vaccinated or the pregnant mom, the truth is, is now you are potentially carrying a deadly form of the virus silently spreading it to the people that we were supposed to be protecting. So this is this these are great moments for me. This is a great time because their own commandments, you know, their 10 commandments, thou shalt not question vaccines, thou shalt trust, you know, the vaccine the the, the scientific consensus. This these statements are all falling apart on them. And to speak about religion, I want to get is something that I, I really started saying in many talks about two or three years ago. When I think about my upbringing, my father was a minister. And I think about the creation story. And God creates man in his image and likeness. You know, you were created. And he gives Adam and Eve paradise. Says, I have given you a 
perfect world that you will need nothing. You will, there's, you know, everything will be taken care of. You'll have dominion over all the animals and the plant life. I only have one rule for you. One rule. Do not eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I questioned that, you know, growing up as a kid, like, why wouldn't I want to be knowledgeable? Why wouldn't I want to know what's good and bad? And now I think I understand this better than I've ever understood it before. What it means is don't ever believe that you can judge the way God judges. Don't ever Amen. believe You're that right. you can kill one virus inside of a human being that is teeming with millions and billions of viruses in our stomach, on our skin. I have a perfect dance, a perfect balance that I've created as God. You're perfect. Start messing with that. Start thinking you're more knowledgeable than I am and let you know, do that and you will surely die. And I was sitting at the Easter services yesterday. We're still shopping for the right church for our family. Um, and, you know, everybody's message is great. I don't really mean to put anybody down, but he was, the, the minister was talking about, you know, Jesus plus nothing, that it doesn't take anything except the belief in Jesus. And, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm, whatever religion you practice, they're all saying the same thing. There's one God, right? At the heart of all religion really is the number one truth. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And I think about that Adam and Eve story, and I think about God comes back into Eden, and Adam and Eve are hiding, you know, and they step out, and God sees that they've covered themselves with leaves, uh, fig leaves. He says, what have you done? And they said, well, it became obvious we ate of that tree, and the serpent told us that we were naked, told us that we were imperfect, and so that somehow to be perfect, we had to cover ourselves, and God casts them out. You can't have the beauty that I've handed you. And I sat there in this giant church, and there may be about 10 or 20 of us not wearing masks in a sea of people wearing masks, all discussing creation, creating the image and likeness of God, faith in Jesus. Jesus said, your faith will make you whole. Nothing can take you out. And I think if this isn't a fig leaf over our face, amen. if this isn't saying, God, you have messed up. You didn't know there was going to be a coronavirus that could kill people. Yep. You didn't know there was bacteria on this planet. And, and Fauci, you know, the great Fauci, that God I'm holding over you is telling me the only way to be saved and protect others is to put this fig leaf over my face. I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand where the churches in this world are at, the synagogues, the temples. I don't know what you're doing. How can you believe that this cold virus, which is all that it is, is going to kill you? Have you completely lost faith? I think we have. And if we don't return to our faith and our understanding that it is men with God complexes, the Tony Fauci's, the Bill Gates of the world, I'm not saying they're evil, that they're trying to kill you. I'm telling you they're going to kill you because of their hubris, because of their belief and their knowledge over all else. Bill Gates thinks he is going to save the world by vaccinating everybody. By, by now he's going to block out the sun He's going to block out the life-giving force of this planet to cool the earth. I got news for you, Bill. Human beings may or may not last on this planet, but the planet doesn't need our help. It will survive no matter what we do here. But an idiot like you blocking out the sun, which could affect how we grow food, will affect how our vitamin D gets into our bodies, which truly is our immune system, will block our connection to the balance that God created. Anybody that listens to these people, 
should not call themselves a devout Jew, should not call themselves a devout Christian or a Muslim. You clearly have put another God before you, and it's a man. And these men are going to get us all killed if we don't return to our God-given truth, which is only God can really heal this situation. Amen. Trust in that. Amen. No, I I could not agree with you more. I we we've had so many of these pastors. You know, uh, we've got this Doctor Jeffress, uh, you know, doing his thing, and oh, you need to get the vaccine. And we got Franklin Graham saying, oh, Jesus would do this too. No, he wouldn't. He would heal people. This is ridiculous. We've got uh, Al Mohler uh, uh, pushing the same thing. So I'm in agreement with you. I think there's the. the you know, just to clarify one thing, the, the only difference with, with Jesus, with the Christian religion, is he saves sinners from sin. That's the difference and the distinction there. But you're yeah. exactly right in the fact of, man, when you hit on it, the, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil was this thing of determining we know better than God. We'll, deter, we'll determine our Ten Commandments. We'll determine what's right and wrong instead of listening to what God has said. And I think that really comes down to a lot of this stuff, which then brings about the issue for Bill Gates He's not out to save people. He said it. He said if we do a good job on vaccines, if we do a good job on reproductive health, then we can not increase the population, not expand the lifespan. We can decrease it by, what, 10 15%. I mean, that's a billion people or more from what he was saying. So I'm in a total agreement with you of what you said. I like the passion you gave in that. I think it was great and right on. Um, do you got one last word you want to say before you go from us? Just that we have got to recognize this time we live in. I'm not afraid. I think these are beautiful times. Amen. You know, sometimes things have to get so ugly and terrifying that those that were completely asleep will be awakened. So it's time to wake up and recognize that we have the momentum now. We are now actually in an offensive position. Those that believe, those that know the truth, whether it's science or your religious background, you've got to speak up now. We can no longer allow them to cover our mouths, to cover our speech, to keep us from speaking. We can't worry about being censored. It's just like any other battle. You've got to charge that bunker until enough of us get there that we shut down that gun that is taking us all out. We've all got to speak our truth. We've all got to start our blogs. We've all got to share your show and my show and all these things everywhere they go. Sure, some of us will lose our Facebook page. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Some of us will lose our YouTube page. But in the end, they can't shut us all down and the truth will prevail. We are winning. We are what they're terrified of. Joe Biden is spending $1.5 billion in an ad campaign to stop vaccine hesitancy. That gives you a sense of our value now, where we're at. And I'm telling you one thing, $1.5 billion or $1 billion that he's spending will not be enough because the truth will always prevail. Thank you for your time. Amen. Thank you, Dale Bigtree. We appreciate you very much, man. If you guys want to check out Dale, thehighwire.com and also go to icandecide.org and we'll have those links in the archive later this morning. Again, we'll be back with you tomorrow, Rotten to the Core Wednesday with Lynn Taylor, a Common Core diva who's going to be exposing more usurpations of the Constitution by the government to get in your kids' heads to indoctrinate them. Don't miss it. See ya.